Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Welcome to FST Thursday Edition. Mike Blue today, Martinez. Excited to be back on. No technical issues this morning, Dane. So I'm feeling oh, good. Really? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Good. Yeah, well, so far so good. Don't jinx it right out of the gate, right? So, uh, so here we are. We're uh, Thursday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. We're obviously going to talk about the game happening tonight. We have a lot to talk about regarding waiver wires. I heard you and Scotty talking about some macro NFL things in the previous hour. Uh, but And we'll, we'll break it down in depth uh in the third segment but obviously we got a game tonight denver at arizona probably the first game of the year on these thursday night games where people are like here we go these crappy thursday night games again they're getting started but you know these two teams are fighting for their lives denver in particular uh is in von miller had some strong words earlier this week about how his team has to get their stuff together uh on a three-game slide right now yeah yeah i'm cleaning it up for you so he obviously they need a big win. They Vance Joseph has been considered to be on the hot seat. They've been competitive in a, in several of these losses, but nonetheless, uh, I think a continued slide in losing to a, game, a team like Arizona that sits at one and five would be uh, a tough one for Vance Joseph to bounce back from. Yes, I agree with that. It would be tough, and we're hearing the buzz about that. He's now kind of up in the same range for me as Dirk Cutter with the next coach to be fired kind of thing, right? But here's what I would say. Um, I think this is a tough challenge for a team. I think it's a tough challenge for any team. You know, if I tell you in a vacuum the road team on Thursday night football, that's not good. If I tell you in a vacuum one of your two road non-conference games of the season, that's not good. You know, so there's a, and you know how much I love in general the home dogs, uh, which Arizona happens to be. I know. They are plus two tonight. So with all of those uh, indicators, shall we say, I think you know which way I would bet this game. Uh, I do know which way you would bet this game. You are you love a home dog, as do I. I do. Uh, it burned me last week, but we still like them nonetheless. So, um, and the Arizona offense could actually be better with Rosen. Yeah, I mean it should be right. It yeah. So maybe you know I mean yeah. So um, okay, so waiver wires obviously ran over over the last couple of days. I know we spend a little bit of time on it every day, but frankly. On a week-to-week basis, it's the most important thing you do in fantasy football is reshaping, reconfiguring for the bye weeks that are upon us. And, and, you know, we know we have some significant buys, Packers, Steelers, Raiders, Seahawks this week. So particularly high-profile quarterbacks are out this week. So people have had to scramble for some of those guys off the waiver wire uh, and some defenses, too. Uh, I noticed a lot. There's a lot of wrangling of defenses right now. You know, I, I strategically picked up the Bears in one. Mm-hmm. But I strategically are walking right into the the New England Patriots, so yeah. I have this situation where 
I could go for a second defense and bench the Bears or obviously drop the Bears and not be an idiot and carry two defenses. But I really would only do it for a week. The Bears are a defense that I want. I think I'm just going to head into the Patriots game and say whatever happens, happens. I understand they might give up 30 points. Let's just get a pick six or a fumble return or or a kickoff return and, and deal with a possibly low output. I'm willing to do that to not release the Bears over the course of the season because I do think they are a turnover-generating defense. I completely agree with you, Blewett. I am doing the same exact thing. I think there are multiple leagues where I own the Bears defense. And to be quite honest, in those leagues where I own the Bears defense, I already got through their week five bye by adding a second defense, right? So to me, if I already, uh, you know, kind of, went all in, like that's when I went all in with the Bears, when I carried a second defense across their bye. So that to me is me going all in and me making this the decision that I am going to play the Bears every week for the rest of the season. I'm not going to make any changes on defense. I don't care if it's the week they play Green Bay. I don't care if it's the week they play New England. I'm doing the same thing, and I'm just hoping Khalil Mack gets a sack fumble, and that's how I score. Yeah, so I'll give you a heads up what happened in some of our leagues. Uh, let me look down through it. The high bid in our GST league uh, that we often talk about. Raheem Mostart went off. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, this is the Carton and Friends League. Sorry, it's a league I'm in with Dane. Oh. Edo Smith, $264. So that was a big wow. buy. I'm actually surprised he wasn't owned. You Me and too. I have pretty good depth at running back, so it wasn't a position right. I was looking, <laughs> excuse me, looking at necessarily. Although we mm-hmm. probably could have used him. We had a guy on our, on our team that was just dead. We forgot to drop him last week. Yeah. Um, so Ida Smith was probably somebody we could have dropped up. I probably, I probably wouldn't have bid that much anyway. At 264, uh, Chris Ventra is on board with that. Uh, Beauty, uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, had a few transactions here. They picked up Marquise Goodwin at $112. I actually think I dropped Marquise Goodwin in a league last week, which is terrible, mm. but it happens. Yeah. Uh, Doug Martin went for $76. Raheem Mostert, $63. But as you said, I think there was a lot of action on Mostert. People just were conservative in their bidding for obvious reasons. They're not really sure what the role is. There's just some guessing mm-hmm. game with that. Jermaine Curse at $23 with uh, the news that Quincy Nunwa could be out as many as four weeks. And Terrell Pryor, a little banged up. That's not as concerning. Robbie Anderson, DNP today also. Oh, yesterday also. So, uh, Curse is a good strategic play. I think he absolutely could see some targets. He he clearly saw them on Sunday, and I think he could see some more with Nunwa continuing to be on the shelf. Rashad Penny was $21. Greg Zerline is back from his Mm -hmm. hiatus, his injury hiatus. So, for those of you out there that still use kickers, we obviously use it in this league. He's a money kicker, and I think he can pick him back up. I don't know whether or not the injury obviously will impact his kicking, but if he's out there and the Rams feel comfortable having him, I think he could use him. He's got a big leg and, and can get you some long kicks in addition to it being a high-scoring team in good weather. Right? That's really the only factors yeah. I look for. Can this be a high-scoring team? Do they play right. indoors or in nice weather? That's it. That, yeah, those so- are my factors. Let me say something real quick because, um, Blewett, that used to be all that I thought of also. Mm-hmm. And then Scotty Angle told me something that, you know, I actually thought was a smart thing. Like, yeah, the high-scoring team, but what I'm also looking for now are teams that struggle in the red zone. 
Yeah. Maybe can't punch it in, that sort of thing. And that's a little different than high scoring. So you mentioned Legatron, you know, Zerline. I want to mention two other guys real quick because they're the two teams that had buys last week, I think, have top end kickers that were probably dropped last week, so are possible this week. One that hits all of your criteria and the one I just threw out was Matt Prater in Detroit, mm-hmm. who might be out there right now. Good scoring offense. He plays indoors, and that team struggles to run sometimes and punch it in. And don't forget about Will. Lutz in New Orleans, also playing in a dome with a high-scoring offense. The Saints had their bye last week. He may be available as well. Yeah, the only thing that's sometimes difficult is going into a year. It's difficult to know, and I think your, your point, Scott's point is well made. You obviously want the teams that are kicking a higher percentage of field goals than they are extra points, but on a year-to-year basis, when we're back in July and August drafting kickers, sure. it's sometimes hard to know who is going to struggle in the red zone. You can look for some legacy statistics regarding that, but uh, on a year-over-year basis, it's not, it's not as consistent. Like You can't always say, well, the Falcons struggle in the red zone. They don't really. Julio struggles in the red zone. They score plenty right. of touchdowns, and Matt Bryan is normally valuable. He's actually hurt right now, so you can pick up Giorgio Tavecchio, his backup, who's been a kicker in the NFL before and, uh, and now resides in Matt Bryan's job, at least for the time being. And then uh, I'll take a look at some other leagues to see if there was – uh, any yeah, the GST League, yeah, someone spent $200 for Raheem Mostart, and then now we hear yesterday Shanahan saying that his like kind of leapfrog over Alfred Morris is not permanent. So I wonder if $200 I think it was. is a solid investment. I yeah, don't so think it is. Would you spend 200 for no. Mostart? Oh, well, mm-hmm. someone did. Yeah, Mike Cardano's son. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to throw out names. I'm like throwing that. out names. <laughs> but, but hey, go ahead. <laughs> I'm throwing out names. It's, a, it's on the public record. $200. <laughs> $200 on Mostert. I wouldn't do it, especially since that is, that's not the entirety of his budget. Uh, obviously, he spent more before that, so he, he's spending a significant amount of his budget on Mostert. It's a shot in the dark uh, that he's going to keep receiving touches like that. I think some of you may have seen that Matt Berry has a re- Matthew Berry has a really funny video on uh, – he released on social media and a couple of other places. He, ne- he needed a point. Oh, yeah. Out of Alfred Morris. I think he needed yeah. point nine. It's funny. Yep. That's the league I'm in with him. In the Scott Fishbowl oh, really? League, he's in my division. And oh, really? That <laughs> happened in our league, in our division. What, what he didn't even get to in his 90-second rant, which was very funny and justifiable because Morris got him the point nine points, but they called it back to a penalty as the only oh, snap wow. he got of the whole game, and it didn't count. So uh, that was the real torture of it. Like, he, he gave a little fist pump because Morris got him the win, and then they called it back from a holding penalty, and then he never That's came funny. back into the game after that, and then Mostert kept carrying. So I, I, I'm with, I, I obviously have to consider what Kyle Shanahan said. I don't think Mostert is necessarily a good long-term investment. It's a, you're taking a chance. So anyway, that was very funny. You know, it's, you know what uh, Matt Berry didn't even get to there? He has Kyle Juszczyk, too. And he scored like five uh-huh. points. He could have just used could have used that one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. GST League. You saw Mostert. There's a couple other names that we yeah, sure. talked about. Uh, Mostert, 200. Uh, some uh, Jermaine Curse, who you mentioned. Uh, Scotty, Scotty Angle gets for $51. Um, interesting one here. Scotty also spent $31 and got Jamal Charles because we're hearing now TJ Yeldon is banged up. A little bit, so that could be very interesting. Other guys that went Rashad Something Penny, in the water maybe he's in back in the rotation. 
Yeah, maybe, you know, so maybe Jamal Charles actually gets out there um, in that matchup. Uh, Rashad Penny goes for the 30s. Kenny Stills is out there. And then some kickers and defenses pretty much. Yeah, uh, so that's, yeah, I'm looking at all the guys in some of my other leagues too. Somebody added Chris Herndon. I don't know why, but <laughs> they did. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Maybe they went to the U themselves. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky got picked up here probably by week situation. Uh, Jermaine Curse, Dede Westbrook is out there in a lot of leagues. I think it's somebody you can consider when you need some depth. And I saw Frank Gore got added in one of my leagues here. So um, what are your thoughts? That's the one guy I'd like to go to next. Kenyon Drake obviously has this huge fumble. He's emotional yeah. about it. It's a ridiculously dumb play call by Gase there. He's the tallest right. quarterback in the league, and he doesn't Osweiler run. could just do the reach like Breeze yeah. and Brady. He didn't even have to jump. Right. He could just one-hand the ball from a standing position and cross the goal line, and it's a touchdown. Anyway, Drake's emotional there. Gore obviously has a productive game. And if you look at the Frank Gore touches, it's double-digit carries now every week. So how do you see that playing out going forward? Uh, I think they're going to go with, you know, I, I think this becomes more of like your prototypical thunder and lightning kind of timeshare. You know, where Gore does get the lion's share. I knew not to what? trust Kenyon Drake. I knew it. I was saying it all year. I was saying in the preseason, I was saying how excited I was about Kenyon Drake in the offseason. But then when they got Gore, I was saying Gore is like just, you know, he's uninspiring. He's not going to move the needle, but he's going to be just stable and solid That's enough right. to completely eat into Drake and then over time be seen as more reliable, pushing Drake into the kind of PPR uh, typecast niche, and it looks like to me that that's what's happening. That's right. That is exactly what's happening. So Kenny Drake obviously had a couple of good games. He had a good game against the Jets, 11 for 53 and a touchdown, and then against Cincinnati, he had a ton of receiving yards. He ended up having a 24-and-a-half point game. Outside of that, 9.8, 2.6, 9.6, and 3. My man, Let Frank me ask Gore. you this, though, on the this point, The ageless wonder that is Frank Gore. The last that's three true, weeks, but let me ask you this. 11 for 41, hang on, 12 for 63, 15 for 101. So, um, go ahead. Ask, ask away. You were talking, though, remember we've been talking about the Miami Dolphins early season, yeah. uh, the scheduling, teams going into yeah. Miami with the heat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We right. both kind of We kind of both believe, though, that it's going to kind of trend the other way for Miami in the second half of the season, right? Yeah, they're four and two. So, so, right, but we think it might trend the other way. Now, yeah. if that's the case, doesn't that mean they're playing catch-up? Doesn't that mean Drake is on the field in shotgun catch-up mode more in, in, in the second half of the season? Here's their schedule. Let's, let's do it from here. Playing the Lions this week at home. More heat. Let's get some more heat. I mean, it was hot. More heat. It was, <laughs> it was over 100 degrees in Miami heat index the other day. It did play okay. a factor. It did. The global warming, baby. It's an inconvenient truth. They're in big trouble in South Beach. There's going to be water in all the hotels. In oh, absolutely. Next few years. So, absolutely. Uh, Do not invest in the beachfront no, condo. I don't know. You're out. <laughs> out on the beachfront condo. So with all my Scott Fishbowl winnings in that free league I'm in. Yeah. I, wasn't, I was really <laughs> planning on it. So, so the Lions, and then they're at Houston. It's a weird team for me now. I, I really thought they stunk, and now they're 3-3. Three and three. So... I, I, that whole stink. that whole division is getting weird. The AFC South is weirder sure is. than I thought. The Titans are playing like crap. good thing. I have plus ten in my regular season win total bet with Scotty. <laughs> what on on Houston? 
No, remember I told you that. Oh, you took that's Houston right. And Jacksonville, I took Tennessee and Indianapolis season that's wins right. combined, the worst and he's given me ten. Yeah, he's not. A he's given me ten. He's a fantasy. <laughs> There's no he's chance. Not a, he's not. A they're gonna one. all. They're gonna all finish between like. Six and nine wins. He's All a, of them. He's a fantasy expert. He's not a gambler. It's a terrible bet. This is true. The second I heard it. So, anyway, at Houston. Then they play the Jets. Then at Green Bay. That's tough. And then in bye week. But honestly, in these next four, two and two is totally reasonable. Mm. Right? You're going to tell yeah. me one and three. You've got to give him one. I am going to tell you one and three, and I'm going to tell you just – I'm going to throw it back to you. You believe Brock Osweiler is an above 500 quarterback over a five-game span. Well, yeah. You can't – that's not the way this works. You can't give me a five-game <laughs> sample and say that I think Osweiler's great. I don't think that. I didn't say you think he's great. I said you think I, he will lead the Dolphins to a three-and-two record over the five weeks. I can. I guarantee I can go through NFL history and throw you, throw out some terrible quarterbacks that went three-and-two in a five-game Over game a five-game stretch? Yeah. It's, sure. not, it's just not a ridiculous prediction. Yeah, right, I, I can show you someone who's hitting 500 when there's full moons out on a Friday in Kansas City. You know? Steve sure. Pierce, when he plays the Yankees, is the best player in baseball. He's yeah, not the best player. It's true. So, um, so keep going to the bye week. So you're all right, one and three. I'll go your route. One and three. Five. So then they're five and five at that point going into the bye. Okay. Go, okay. At, at Indy, give me a win. Okay. Buffalo at home. Uh, uh, all right. That's seven wins. Already. Yeah, it is. They could lose at Indy, but go ahead. They could lose at Indy. Then they get New England. At That's home, a loss. Which New England doesn't play well in Miami. Oh, New England does struggle, but that, yeah, they do struggle in Miami. And then it's at Vikes, home against, That's a loss. Ja- home against Jacksonville, and at Buffalo. That could be a loss. All right. They all could be losses. You're not conceding anything here. I'm splitting with Buffalo. I'm splitting with Buffalo. Okay. I'll give you they go into Indian win. I, I mean, this is just not where I'm hanging my hat. Blue. I did not think not I was going to be the Dolphins apologist this season. That's what I'm saying. But I'm doing it. I'm not going to put myself in that role. No. I told you they'd be over. I'm going to play your game. I should have just bet my house on it. They're going to be over. I knew it. We'll Coming see. back for more FST. I'm going to settle down during the break somehow. It's Dane and Mike, Thursday edition. Come right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. We're back on FST. Apparently, it's Dolphins Hour, Thursday edition. Just breaking down the Dolphins. Yeah, buddy. How about that committee? How about Al Wilson? What's Al Wilson got? That's such an old school name. I love it. Albert Wilson. It he could is. Be, he could You're have been right. A character. He could have been the mayor on uh, back in Back to the Future. Wasn't that Grady Wilson? Yeah. Well, like his sister Wilson. would be That's named it. Betty or Mauve or right. something like that. Yeah. It's just an old school name. <laughs> Mayor. So, uh, so back to uh, the, the news Dolphins. 
<laughs> I can't do the Dolphins anymore. I think I'm beating that, beating that fish dead. So, uh, so the Rams ruled out Cooper Cup, obviously, on Sunday. That's mm-hmm. big injury news. Uh, it hurts me uh, quite a bit. So uh, I'm not really happy about that. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's back practicing. Yes, I, I thought you know, he he was like a dead in the water injury. There, it's not yes. looking good, but now he's back practicing. So you have to feel uh, positive about that. Uh, Leonard Fournette not practicing, as you said. T.J. Yeldon is sat out as well. Tavon Austin getting a second opinion on his groin injury. Ryan Tannehill is out for Miami's Week Seven contest. As uh, as we continue to talk Dolphins and Dane mentioning that Osweiler will be in for now. That's bad. Shoulder injury for a QB in the middle of the year, but they're also see they're happened. investigating the situation. Also, How so? did you see this? Because oh, okay, no, this is a big story, Blewett. Um, because he was practicing in full, yeah. right, and then trending in the wrong direction. But the NFL is investigating that because they listed him as questionable, but then nothing else happened, and now they're saying he's out multiple weeks. So he, they're saying he should have been listed as out. Uh, last week's game and that the NFL is investigating how the Dolphins have treated this situation and how they listed him on the injury report because he should have been listed as out last week right. instead of a game time decision if this is ultimately a multiple week injury. It's my bad. I did see a note on that. But here's what yeah. I'll say. The NFL has sort of created these situations for themselves. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago when they changed the questionable designation, it right. opened it up to what's effectively 50% of the league, 50% is what questionable it. It used to be probable was 75% chance, right. 90, 75 to 90% chance of play. Questionable was 50 to 75% chance. Doubtful, 25, you know, 25% and then out, obviously is out. But the questionable tag takes up so much of the wide swath population <laughs> of NF, injured NFL players that I don't know what you want these teams to do. Now, there's always been a little bit of shady business. I mean, the Patriots listed Tom Brady as, what was it? The, the Patriots listed Tom Brady as probable or questionable for like 90 weeks in a row or something. And he was right. never hurt. He was always out there. It was never a question. But they just did it. I think it. the difference is they're now declaring he's out two to four weeks or whatever it is. So that's, I think, the part that makes the he's retroactive, he's the practicing. previous posting. Maybe he got hurt. Maybe he got hurt worse. I don't know. Maybe. That's I, a lot. Of, that's why I guess they're looking into it. I don't yeah, know. that's why they're they, looking into you know, it. I don't want to go crazy. Cause it's, they're investigating it, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that believes that they'd rather, rather have Osweiler in there or that they're tanking. They're 4-2. and two. They got a veteran backup, something the Giants could have thought about, but they got a veteran backup, and now he's just going to play it out. Dane thinks he's a 1-4 and four kind of guy. I think he could be 3-2. and two. Let's as I digress back into Dolphins. You talk. love Brock Osweiler. <laughs> you know what? He's not great, but I I always feel like I have a little bit of a soft spot for the quarterbacks that aren't that good, but maybe get a little too much heat. No, Osweiler deserves more heat than Tannehill and Dalton have gotten. Uh, but I'm just saying, there's a few guys in this league that could probably still start somewhere. And uh, because of perception, they remain backups. Anyway, uh, Matt Nagy told reporters Khalil Mack is day-to-day. Big injury, but if it's day-to-day, that's probably overall a positive. Uh, Greg Olson limited in practice. I, I can't believe they let they want him to practice at all. He should never practice again. This is probably his last right. year in the league. He should never practice again and just play on Sundays. 
That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, if he's only got, you only have so many bullets left in the chamber, right? And so he should fire them on Sundays. One, one practice report that I thought was interesting, blew it. You talked about T.Y. Hilton kind of trending in the right direction, practicing in full. Uh, Dalvin Cook practiced in full as well. You know, but I don't know if I'm going to ride him right back out there. If I got to see it before I believe it, is there yeah. a pitch count? That sort of thing. How do you play the Dalvin Cook one? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's the J E T S this weekend, right? Yep, sure does. So that is a tough one, and I think I'll. I think it's a wait and see because I think if we were going to hear news about pitch count, we probably won't hear that until Saturday maybe even Sunday morning, you know, one of those, you know, I do the Sunday morning shows and very often right. I'll be on the train on the way into the studio and I'll see like an Adam Schefter tweet from 2.30 a.m. saying that uh, there'll be a pitch count or something along those lines, Ian Rappaport, one right. of those guys will usually have a pitch count kind of tweet. So I'll wait for that. I would have him ready to go, though. I'd be willing to play him if there's no pitch count, if that was your question. It kind of is, but, you know, I guess I just have the post-traumatic stress of that Thursday night football game a few weeks back against the Rams where he got out there, wound up, like, with 20 yards, and then they were like, eh, Lat Murray, you take over. You know, It's really it's, stupid to play it, man. It's just right, yeah. but this is, to me, this means that the Vikings may not be the best at this, right? So why do I have faith that they'll handle it correctly this time? All right, so here's my team that I have Dalvin Cook on. Chris McCaffrey and Sony Michelle are my starting running backs. Tariq Cohen in the flex right now. Uh, I think what happens is I take out Cohen and I put in Cook if there is no pitch count. That would be my choice. I also have Philip Lindsay there, but Philip Lindsay sits a little bit further back. My other and it's playing tonight. Yeah, my other flex option. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my, yeah. So he's out. So my other flex options: uh, Larry Fitz. Jameson Crowder, who we'll get to in a moment. So it's really Cohen or or Cook. Um, Cohen's got. A I might good lean matchup. Cohen there, yeah. especially in a He's matchup a with the matchup. Patriots. Yeah, agreed. They may be throwing a lot in the second half. Like it might be Cohen on the field a lot more than Howard. Yeah. Uh, Unless they try and go ball control like uh, Patricia did with the Lions that week. I'm not, you know, but I, I like Cohen this week. Yeah. So Washington got a few guys that were did not practice yesterday. Adrian Peterson, Jameson Crowder, Paul Richardson. Your thoughts on any of those guys? Crowder was obviously out the other day. Yeah, I mean, I just don't believe in this Washington offense overall. You know what I mean? I think that's what my, my leading thought is on these guys. You know, they look undynamic, you know, whatever word that would be. And so, you know, I thought going into the season that Jameson Crowder was going to be a great match Same. for Alex Smith and their tendencies. I was high on Crowder, uh, you know, going into the season, but it just hasn't really happened. Um, if anything, I would take Richardson, who I think was kind of growing before he got hurt in that Saints game on Monday night. Um, but I'm trying to stay away from Washington. I just don't believe in the power of their offense. I'll take Jordan Reed. I'll take Jamison Crowder. That's about it. I'm not Jamison Crowder. Chris Thompson, I mean. I'll take Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed, if healthy. That's about it. Yeah, I would love to, uh, I would love to think that uh, Crowder will turn it around, but I haven't, I haven't played him in weeks. So yep. I, I, I dropped I, him in a league recently because I got forced into some bye week decisions. Yeah, and um, I've think, dropped him in leagues. I, I think he'll be a casualty there. So uh, uh, Mike Iapati is out tonight. So uh, 
more difficulty with the Arizona offensive line tonight. Texans wideouts Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins were both limited at practice. I think you just keep an eye on those, especially Fuller, because he's often the guy that will be like, on Saturday. They're like, ah, I couldn't practice, so uh, he's out. Yeah. Uh, so, And uh, we already talked about Greg Zerline being back. So uh, how about some spotlight games for this weekend? Uh, you know, give me a sense from your from your standpoint which games you're looking at uh, this weekend that you think are really going to pop. Uh, pop in terms of fantasy points? Yes, sir. Sure. So, obviously, Sunday night, Cincinnati, Kansas City. First thing I do is I look to who the Chiefs playing, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that total's at 58 and a half, blew it. Yeah. So, pushing kind of the total that we saw with New England. Listen, I've been a fan. I've been an underrated fan of this Bengals offense all season long. The offensive line has gotten better. We've talked about Joe Mixon as an uh, emerging stud. We've talked about Tyler Boyd as their wide receiver, too. I even kind of believe in C.J. Uzuma as a kind of fill-in if you got eviscerated with buys. Listen, you may have Vance McDonald and Jared Cook as your tight ends, right? Yeah. Both on buy. And so Uzuma to me with Croft now out as well. You know about Eifert banged up. I'll attack the Kansas City defense with a guy like Uzuma. I think that there's fantasy goodness to go around Cincinnati and Kansas City. The Chiefs are favored by six and a half. I think this is the kind of game that stays close for about two and a half quarters and then the Chiefs go back-to-back scores like late third, early fourth to start to pull away, get a working margin. I'd, take the, I'd lay the six and a half with the Chiefs. Yeah, I think you got some other interesting games here too. You, you know, that Cowboys-Washington game mm-hmm. it won't be exciting, but it is means a lot for that division because it can give you a sense of if the Cowboys yeah. are, have turned things around. Uh, they had just such a weird two-week stretch, just an uninspiring performance against the Texans and then slaughtering the Jaguars, and then Washington, who I did like uh, against the Panthers, uh, really stepped up with a big win against Carolina, and it could, you know, it could just start to shape that division a little bit more, which is a division with, uh, like the AFC South, with almost no shape to it at all. The other game I would look at is Titans-Chargers. I'm obviously going to be mm-hmm. focused on the Titans every week because of that. Right. I need to get to nine <laughs> wins, but I also think they've been playing so bad offensively they're going. By the way, this game is in London, and it's London. The, it's an early, early London start. So, for those of you that saw the London game with the Hawks Raiders the other day, this one is the early start. The the, the old school London start, yeah. nine thirty in the morning. You'll get some football. I'll be on air just watching Mar- Marcus Mariota. Hopefully, not get sacked, which he did eleven times the other day. It's almost an impossible stat to believe in the NFL that you would get it hit really that is. many times. <laughs> like that, you hear that stuff in college games. Like, I'm in a league, blew it, where quarterbacks get minus one for being sacked. Whoa. So, he, and so he put up negative points, yeah. yeah. Deshaun Watson put up negative points also that last week. We only threw for like 175 and got sacked like you know six or seven times, something like that. Yeah. So it's a very interesting league. I'm on this one too, but for a different reason. Uh, blew it. You know, as you know, I am very high or was going into the season on the Los Angeles Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they can get this win. They're favored by a touchdown, right? If they do, don't look now, but they're five and two if this happens, with their only losses being to the Rams and the Chiefs. Uh, you know, people are forgetting about the Chargers. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think because they played uninspiring defense. Thus far right. this season, especially earlier in the year, they they, they uh, started one and two. Yeah, they harassed Baker Mayfield the other day. Maybe it's a little sign of a turnaround before Bosa comes back. By the way, right. his, his little brother is off is yes. out for the rest of the year. That's I wanted to. I asked Scott about that. Yeah, 
Uh, can we dig, dig into that at some point? Yeah, let me do this read real quick, and we'll yeah. talk about it. So BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. So BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. So head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. I'm going to open up the phone lines here in a second uh, for, the, for the final segment, 844-843-6879. I'm opening up the phone lines because I can't talk about the Cardinals and Broncos for 15 minutes. So I want to make sure we get some calls in uh, for that final segment. And let's dig into the Nick Bosa thing. Yeah. So here's my thing. And I found this so interesting in the context of – Lev Bell holding out to save himself for free agency, right, Blewett? You know, Earl Thomas doing the same kind of thing. Um, We've heard before the idea of, like, high-leverage players maybe skipping the bowl game at the end of the season, you know, uh, to get themselves ready. But this idea that Joey Bosa, I know he's injured, right, with the core muscle stuff. Uh, Not Joey Bosa, excuse me, Nick Nick. Bosa. Yeah. But this idea that he's just going to be like, you know what, I'm done to just get myself ready for the draft, like – is th- this is a relatively new phenomenon? I it think, happened you know, last Scott- year. I can tell you With the who? player, who? Ha- Harold Landry from Boston College. Oh, Landry! He had right. he, that's true. The pass he sprained rusher. his ankle, and he was out for weeks. And every week there was like, oh, he's been practicing. We'll see. He comes back, and then he just wouldn't. And then, but did he announce it? Did he was like? No. Did he say like, forget this? I'm home. No. I'm gone. No. But for the bowl game, he was basically healthy. And yeah. that bowl game, I went to it, was at Yankee Stadium. It was right. negative wind chill. So the, mm-hmm. the place was like an ice rink. And he didn't play. And the thought, process, the thought was, I mean, if you have a, two eyes and a brain in sure. your head, it's like, all right, well, he doesn't want to get hurt again. He doesn't want to sprain his ankle again and damage and his And I understand that. Like Jake Butt, Jalen Smith, you know, this has happened. But, like, where are we now where it's so much about you and preserving yourself for your financial potential as opposed to your commitment to the the name on the front of the jersey? It's just, like, a little weird to me. You know, like, if you're Bose's Ohio State teammate and you're definitely a national championship contender, right, and he's a big part of the reason why, it's just – I feel like it's just a slippery slope where athletes – like – and. Don't get me wrong. I can't hate a man for being caring about his personal finances. I, I understand ca- that. I supported Harold but Landry just, in doing that, and I had a lot of friends that are BC alums, and I have the text to prove it, that were really ticked yeah. off and still don't like him and think that he sold out on the team, et cetera, et cetera. But what we're seeing But this now, is like a growing issue. Absolutely it, it like. is. And there, a few years ago when Fournette – a couple of years ago when Fournette sat out, right. people were like, ah, yeah. this isn't re- – there were pe- many people that saying this isn't really going to be a trend. It isn't a big deal. And I knew at well, that moment it was going to be because of what happened to Jalen Smith and what happened to Jake Butt. And there's another component to it. Who is Nick Bosa's dad? Yeah, of course. John Bosa. <laughs> he went to I Boston College, actually, and neither of his kids did. Thanks, John. But uh, <laughs> he, So he is a former NFL player, played tight end for Right. I mean, Bears, think about also Dolphins. who was advising Darrell Rivas on 100%. his holdout. That's his, like, it, Uncle Gilbert, yeah, right? That's exactly who the did point this I as making. well. That's exactly Maurice the point. Maurice Jones-Drew talking about Le'Veon Bell should do this, you know, because no. he had the battle scars from when he tried to do it. So that's I right. hear you. That's but it's the point just I was weird trying to that make, this is Dave. now like a there are, thing. There are now players 
that are in the second and third generation yeah. of, of yeah. NFL lineage that have real advisors teaching them the right way to do things and to protect yourself versus what the NFL, especially historically, would have had you doing. Darrell Revis played the NFL perfectly because his uncle is Sean sure Gilbert. Did. And Chris McCaffrey didn't play in his bowl game because his dad played in the NFL. And uh, Harold Landry may have had somebody advising him, and on and on yeah. and on and on. And clearly, John Bosa and Joey Bosa are telling Nick, dude, don't come back. But by the way, he was expected to be like an it was suspected to be like an eight week process. Six to eight to, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So the only thing he'd really be back for is the playoff. Is the game, national championship which is, playoff? Which is I mean, a big deal. On. Which is a big deal. But right. he's also considered to possibly be the number one pick in the whole draft. So Jadavian Clowney didn't play a lot his senior year, I guarantee somebody was advising so, him there. And they ended up having knee surgery, multiple surgeries in his first couple of seasons. Let me ask you this though. The same way we talk about a team signing Lev Bell and worried about do they have a diva on their hands? I know he's the number one prospect, but does NFL, do NFL teams at all shy away from him, thinking he might be a problem and hold out like his brother did? There are plenty of old-school NFL guys that said Clowney was a dog and he didn't make efforts on various plays. Now he's one of the most talented defensive line in the NFL, so it's all nonsense. Yeah, just something to watch. Part. So we'll come back for the final segment and your calls after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. on FST. Thursday edition, we got a game tonight. Obviously, Broncos at Arizona trying to get off the schneid. DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizers now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS. You've heard a lot about the DailyRoto.com NFL DFS optimizer here on the Fantasy Sports Network. And now its subscribers are winning tournament prizes on FanDuel and DraftKings and the thousands, hundreds of thousands, and the seven $1 million winners they've produced. Well, now you can double your pleasure and cash in on the NBA Daily Fantasy Party, too. So if you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong, and you're at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. DailyRoto.com, the site where millionaires are made. That's the longest read. Of all time. <laughs> By the way, for those of you that uh, were hitting us up today, we have a call here in a second. But uh, on Twitter at FNTSY Radio, I'm at Mike Blewett, and Dane is at Spit and Speeds, S P E D Z. So uh, let me just explain the one last thing on the, uh, the Nick Bosa scenario. There are always going to be people that are haters and doubting his intentions, uh, but I would personally, as a BC fan, would have told Harold Landry to sit for the rest of the year. I would tell Nick Bosa to sit for the rest of the year if he's nursing an injury and trying to get ready for the draft. There were people that doubted Christian McCaffrey when he who went to Stanford. His father right. played in the NFL. 
and people doubted when he stayed out of the bowl game, and I absolutely would have told him to do that too. They're protecting an investment. These guys are first-round picks. There's millions of dollars on the line. Jake Butt, Jalen Smith will never get that money back, and there are many, many, many other instances where guys played for the love of the game or for the team and sacrificed themselves millions of dollars. So uh, while that might be some people's perception that he's not a team player, I think if you interviewed him and realized who his father and brother are you'd know within minutes that that's not the case is that fair it is you know i i it is i guess i i wonder like and there's no answer for this but like where's the line right because i understand the bowl game the bowl game is like to be quite honest and we all know this kind of a meaningless exhibition you know boza has a chance to win a national championship yeah it's the first guy where this is the case yeah 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 Right. And and then you, I think the Javion Clowney one is a very interesting thing. He was being advised to sit out like his entire senior year because yes. he could raise no higher as the number one prospect. Right? right. But, he, you know, so I just wonder, like, where's the line? You know, are we going to start seeing like, you know, freshmen that are highly touted that have a great dominant year? Like, let's say Lamar Jackson. Right. Who had his freshman year was a, a, a comet. You know, a, a, like what if he was like, you know what? I've put enough on tape. I've put enough on tape. Y'all want me? Come and get me. Like, how far do we go with this? I don't think there is a specific line. I think it's a little bit nebulous, and I think it's a case-by-case scenario. I know what you're saying. Guys sitting out an entire year when they're not injured, I think NFL teams will be like, what are you doing? You need to put more tape out there. It's a slippery slope. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Clowney didn't sit out uh, his entire year, but he did miss games. And I think there was at times... Like, here's my question from him. Like, why right now? Right now. My man Tua at Alabama, his stock is real high right now. You know, why doesn't he make the calculated business decision that he's like, you know what? I can only do any. The only thing I can do right now is fall in the perception of people. I'm done. Roll tide. Jalen Hurts, make it happen. (laughs) Would quarter- that be going too far? Yeah, it's a quarterback position. I'm trying to think what year did he – is this his – is he is a true sophomore, sophomore or is he a I, oh. true freshman? was last year, yeah. He's only a sophomore, so he needs another right. year. But you're saying if Tua plays lights out, they go undefeated, he wins the national championship, yeah. why would he come yeah. back? I think he's scared of Nick yeah. Saban. I am too. Okay. So, <laughs> so he'd play. But also – But I you know what I mean? Like where's the line? Yeah, but I get it. But Tua isn't a lockdown – number one pick right now anyway quarterback position is a little different those Alabama guys have not been those types of quarterbacks they just haven't been so uh, two is a little bit of a different case but I know what you're saying you're just trying to make a point Uh, so let's get to these calls right now we got Chris in Chicago Uh, Chris what do you have for us hey Chris hey hey uh, I got a question for you guys Um, a flex question okay Um, this is 10 team PPR and for flex, should I put in Coleman, Crabtree, Allen Robinson, or Taylor Gabriel? Coleman, Crabby. I agree. Robinson. What was the other one? I'm sorry. I'm just listening to them. Taylor Gabriel. Danny, you like my first two, right? Coleman and Crabtree. Yeah. I'm on Coleman, to be quite honest. Uh, he's going to be the lead back oh, you just need for Atlanta. Yeah, I think he did. I think it was a flex play. And I'm going to go with Tevin Coleman. He's going to be yeah, the lead back of a team where the total in their game is 54 and a half. Yeah, it's a pretty easy one. 
Thanks for the call, but that was an easy one. We're, we're going, we're going with the running back there. You know, I'm <laughs> Thank absolutely. Yeah. So, yo, he mentioned you know. Allen Robinson uh, blew it. Yeah. I got a choice of Allen Robinson or Dion Lewis in my flex for uh, the GST league. I'm playing Corey Parsons this week. I'm going Galladay, Woods, and Godwin as my wideouts, and I could go yeah. Allen Robinson or uh, Dion Lewis as my flex. Hmm. Allen Robinson or Dion Lewis. I'm tempted to say Lewis right now. Yeah. So am I. I'm like throwing out the game film of that matchup against Baltimore last week, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm right now, I'll say Lewis. I'd probably dive into the numbers a little bit more. All right. Next call sure. is Stephanie from Connecticut. Hey, guys. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, going great. How are you doing, Stephanie? Good morning. I'm rotten in traffic on the cross island, but, yeah. you know, Thursday. Uh, so that's my life right there. I hate that road. I hate that road. Wave at Belmont Racetrack when you pass by. <laughs> I, I'm actually at 26C as we speak. Oh, there you, go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Play a pick six for me. <laughs> yeah, so I've got a um, uh, 10-man half-point PPR, and I've already got my flex set with Julian Edelman, but I need help with my RB2. I have some pretty decent options. Um, I've got Philip Lindsay, Chris Thompson, uh, Brita, LaShawn McCoy, and Ito Smith all sitting on my bench. Lindsay's out, so don't worry about it for tonight. Uh, okay. Some good ones. I, you know, I've been looking at McCoy this week. Uh, yeah. And I think we have that choice his, to make also. I know. We do. Um, and she listed off a whole bunch of people. By the way, can I just say one thing? If Edelman is, sure. your, Edelman is your flex, you said. Just yes. make sure yes. that <clears throat> uh, who are the other wide receivers? Um, I'm playing DeAndre Hopkins and Golden Tate. Okay. That's yeah. okay. So those are all like 1 o'clock, right, Dane, I think? Uh, yes. So yeah. we, we just Detroit wanted Miami, it. Is that one? We just yeah. like to flush that out because a lot we've, right, we've to had have the flexibility. Situa- yeah, we just want to make sure you're not putting somebody in the flex so you can't move things around. But those three re- receivers we would definitely play. So, Dane, what do you got here on her list of players? <sighs> I'm going McCoy. I'm going McCoy. I actually think, listen, especially because you got a Derek Anderson, new at quarterback, right? He does, he's been with that roster. He's been with that team for eight days. He doesn't have any chemistry with Zay Jones, although Scotty made an interesting point. Him and Kelvin Benjamin may have been on the Panthers at the same time, so maybe he does have some familiarity with Benjamin. But I think he's going to turn around and hand the ball off to LaShawn McCoy a ton of times. Um I think McCoy is going to make up like 65% of this offense this week, so I would go McCoy. And uh, blew it. I even think we so, may need to go Daily McCoy. Roto uh, projections have LaShawn McCoy as an RB1 this week, so I'm going to go there with him. Go. Uh, that was my initial reaction, and the numbers confirm it. So thank you, Stephanie. I think you can go there uh, with no problem. Up next is Holly from New Jersey. Holly, a regular caller. Holly, how are you? Hey, dilly dilly, Holly. Dilly dilly, what's up? What's up, guys? Good morning. morning. Um, really quick, um, I, I think I'm uh, a little salty about uh, trading my boy Vince Connor away because my uh, running back core is one guts trash. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, the trade away, Connor. Oof. Yeah, and I could bring back Kevin Coleman and Jordan Howard. I don't know if y'all, if you guys remember, and Jordan Howard is just terrible. My, my, I've just been blasted with injuries because I'm a Fernet owner. I was a Dye owner, so I don't want to talk about it. But my first question is uh, quarterback and um, tight end. Like, would you go with Breeze or Golf this week? And 
I am leaning more towards Njuku, but I also have uh, Trey Burton as well. But I'm not really, I'm kind of like off of him because I'm looking more at the targets as far as Njuku and some of these other tight ends that's out there. So uh, who would you uh, go with this? Goff at QB. Agreed. So I think that's a pretty easy one, just matchup-based. I think you want to go with Goff over Breeze, and it's not blasphemous because Goff is playing lights out this year. So uh, I think you can go with that. And, Dane, what was the other one? It was Njoku and who was the other tight end? Burton, Trey Burton. Or Burton. Listen, I'm going to go Burton. Burton's getting touchdowns. Burton's against New England. They're going to have to throw to keep up, in my opinion. And I think there may be some garbage time stuff where the Patriots are playing prevent and allowing kind of stuff over the middle. And that would be where Burton is. So I would go Burton, uh, Blue. What do you think? Mm, the numbers are kind of leaning towards, uh, towards Njoku. Njoku. But mm. let me see. Uh, yeah, the Buccaneers are the worst. And Tampa Bay is a great matchup also to against, attack. Uh, the tight end. This year, they are giving up over 20 points a game, 36 catches, 486 yards on just the 44 targets. So uh, I would actually go in Joku here. It is a fairly close call. The Patriots are also not good against the tight end, but the numbers lean in Joku. Um, Mm. I keep an eye on it, though, because I think those projections could smooth out a little bit. And if it gets close, I think you just go with the more productive player thus far this year, which has been Burton. Coin flip. That that being said, right now, I'll say Njoku. I just feel like there's there's an opportunity here. I know I've been saying it for a few weeks, Dean, for Njoku to see more action. I agree with that conceptually. You know, I, I think these. I, I think Njoku has an arrow up right now. I agree with that. I just, um, I've seen Burton score touchdowns like the last few weeks. Yeah. And you say it, you say it all the time for the tight end position. If a guy scores a touchdown, he's in the tight end one for the week. I mean, so I just think there's a greater chance that Burton and a scores. score the other day. He's got three games in a row with double digits. So yeah, he's no chump. I mean. I'm not saying he's a jump. It's close. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's very close. I just – I slightly lean to Burton. I can understand someone going in Joku. For me, it's a coin flip. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's it. So I'm glad we took up all those calls so we don't have to talk about Denver, Arizona for more than the next 45 seconds. But uh, what, do you, what do you like tonight? I am not touching the total – because you're right, it could be one of these Thursday night clunkers, but on the other side of things, everything goes over in the NFL these days, so I'm not touching the total. And you know I'm taking the home dog, especially a home team on Thursday night football in a non-conference home game. I think Case Keenum's turning into a pumpkin. Give me Arizona tonight. You're firing Vance Joseph is what you're doing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I say Von Miller is in Josh Rosen's kitchen all night long. I'll give Denver the win. Well, and the under. Talk about it tomorrow. Right, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yes, sir. Keep it locked in. Talk tomorrow. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia. Bone marrow transplants give patients a new lease on life, but 70% of them must rely on a stranger for one. You can help. Register with DKMS to become a donor. You'll receive a swab kit in the mail, swab your cheeks, send the samples back, and you're good to go. Take the first step. Become a hero. Register today at DKMS.org.